Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. And it's just about the beginning of the month, which means we have everyone's favorite astrologer. I didn't call him Space Daddy yet, but I just <laughs> did. We have Jarrell here. Hi, Jarrell. Hey, everybody. We missed you last month. Monica and I, I took know. off out of town before we could schedule anything. Yeah, it's all right, though. You were also super busy. You I had lots really of changes. Busy. Lots of changes. Good ones, though. Good yeah. ones, though. All change is good change, unless you're holding on to the past. Right. So yeah. So congratulations on all of your big changes and Thank awesomeness you. going on. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Before we get started, mm -hmm. let's uh, send send a prayer out to the, the victims in Texas in the Uvalde school shooting. Yes. I think it's oh, a good yeah. idea to like remember them and... Our prayers are with the family, and we just wanted to make that known to everybody who's listening. Yes, we are so, so sorry for the just horrific loss that all of the families have suffered, and we are just sending all of our love to you during yes. this time. Yes, we are. Yes. So we just wanted to acknowledge that. That's all. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was rough. And I don't want to go on an angry rant about it. No, I don't I either. I mean, no, so. I did, don't either. But, you know, the families need some just peace and healing right now. So. Absolutely. So, so sending all of that out. And yes. if you guys can all do the same, just take just a couple quick seconds. Just send some love that way. That's so right. Sending love to Texas. That's right. There you go. And to Buffalo, New York. Because yeah, we had that earlier this month, too. So Yes. Everybody that is just suffering from horrible tragedies that have been happening, we love you, and we're sending all of our love to all of you guys. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. On to, to different news, though, to switch to a little bit, I won't say a brighter, a definitely brighter, what am I mm -hmm. saying? I'm still going to complain about stuff, because, you know, I'm whiny. <laughs> but, you know, considering that this was, like, the month that we had missed an astrology report, yeah. we really, like... Been a doozy, man. This retrograde has been a fucking mean one. It was definitely crazy. I would mm -hmm. say that for sure. I mean, it was a Mercury retrograde in, you know, his own sign of Gemini. That's how it started. So it's like he's double the gearing trouble. up to like do all the things that he wants to do in in those same actions, double backs, and like says oh yeah what about this what about this you know kind of so energetically it it becomes chaotic doesn't it yes like, it does oh kind of opens the door for a lot of crazy but yeah that's how pretty much the the last month ended with you know it ended with that yeah yeah no it was it yeah. was a doozy but guess what we've we've survived we've yes survived. few more Yay. days few more days mm -hmm. so before we dive into the month ahead and what everything looks like, you guys know what I'm going to ask. What are you drinking? Oh, well, um, I don't know. You made this drink for me. What do you call it again? It's a Strega tonic? It's a Strega tonic. Oh, yeah. look at you. It's very fancy and colorful. It's going to kick your ass. Uh, it's good. It's I, well, I haven't tried that one. I hope I got my measurements right. It's a gin and okay. tonic with Strega in it. It's exciting. I, try I, it. Try it. Let's see if you good. like it. Cheers. Oh, well, okay. Well, cheers, cheers, everybody. What are you drinking? I'm drinking my Rolling Rock, baby. Uh, and I'm like on the weak sauce roll with Monica tonight. I've got a Michelob Ultra. I like it. Wow. All right. Cheers. Uh, cheers, everyone. Salute. Salute. Mm. What do you think? Oh, that's very tasty. It's very herbaceous. Uh, I right? like it, but it's sweet at the same time. And right. It's, 
actually but not refreshing. Too sweet. Yeah. Because Strega is usually like really warm. Like you've mm-hmm. had Strega straight yeah, before, right? I've yeah, had it's usually very warming. So tipsy. So it, it's it actually, cool, apparently. Yeah, it's actually not as like you know throat numbing. Uh, <laughs> right. You yeah. know, like the other one, but this is actually very refreshing. Isn't it good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's delicious. Carrot, yeah, I think it mixes well with that gin. Yeah, it does. It's crazy, and it's right? Rose gin. What? Yeah, so it's pink too. Very cool stuff. Very cool. I like it. That's a great drink. Yeah, it is a pretty good I drink. I think it's gonna be one of my new like summer, summer drinks. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We got to turn Chris on to that. Oh yeah, because it's delicious. We definitely have to serve do that. it at all the parties. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I mean, hey, it's magical. It's strange. It is. Right? It is very magic. It it was a magical moment. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I love it. So. What's what's up? What are the planets? Oh, before we start with that, yeah. I just wanted to say, um, Monica and I misspelled Maine. We oh. were in the East Coast, um, but we know that you went to the Green Man Beltane, and we got yeah. reports that uh, Space Daddy was spotted in the wild. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Like, I had a a couple people walk up to me uh, because they heard me talking. They're like, I recognize your voice. <laughs> wow, that's Are awesome. you Space Daddy? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And I, I don't know. It's it's weird being recognized by my voice. Yeah, things, that's great, know? though. But, I mean, I guess it is distinct. Yes, it is. That's, <laughs> that's cool, so though. cool, though. Yeah. Maybe. I cracked up when, I, when people were, like, sending me messages and stuff. I was like, that's awesome. How does so it feel cool. to be famous, Jill? Oh, my gosh. It's I'm getting used to it. <laughs> it's very different yeah you know? i've always been like you know the weird thing is is like i am a leo but i'm also very kind of like introverted too so it's like and i mean even just if you didn't know this about me like i majored in theater but it was technical theater so uh. it's behind the scenes so i actually was never that person i was never that leo that wanted to be in the limelight i wanted to be backstage I attribute that to like my rising sign and my moon sign, but um, I digress. But but yeah, I've been very. Your Leo comes out in your hair. It (laughs) it It does when it comes out. When it comes out, but even then, it's always hiding in a hat. Yeah, it is. It's true. You can. I feel like you can always spot someone who has like prominent Leo placements (laughs) by their hair. Like you always know they've got something really noticeable about their hair. And since yours is usually hidden, that means, yeah. like, when it comes out, it's making even more of a statement. So, it is. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, <laughs> sometimes when I let it out, it's just, like, because it's, it's a lot longer than people think it's going to be, but I, I really bun it up, you know, like. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. You keep it, you cut, wrangle it in, yeah. huh? You wrangle that hair in. So what's what's going on for this month? Tell us some good stuff, Gerard. Well, please. you know, I would love to report great stuff, so I will. Um, oh, okay, yay. good. So okay, so this month I would say is not necessarily going to be bad, but it's not necessarily good either. I would say this is probably one of the more neutral months in the year. Okay. Uh, but definitely, what you will feel energetically is a slowdown because the end of May. I mean, actually, all of May was really kind of just like you know full throttle we're pushing with everything you know it started off with um with some crazy stuff in the in the beginning and then it got like really good especially you know with like Beltane and stuff like that uh that energy was really fun and then it just felt like things started crashing because we kind of you know pushed our pedal to the metal a little bit too hard and it kind of bit a lot of us especially with that retrograde right mm-hmm. um, and I think more specifically to the end of May 
um, there were a lot of big transits that were squaring each other, especially in the fifth sign. So if you're somebody that has a lot of placements in your chart, and, or in your personal astrology in like Scorpio, Aquarius, Taurus, or Leo, you're probably going to feel it a lot harder you yeah. know, than most. And that's actually going to be a theme for the rest of this year as well, unfortunately. you know. So if you've got a lot of fixed sign placements, um, when, when things get rough, you, you might feel it a little bit rougher. But when things get good, you'll probably feel it better, a little bit sooner or better, yeah. So, so basically, like the fixed signs are just getting a lot of it, just like you're yeah. a little extra sensitive both right, ways. Right, exactly. Okay. And, you know, it, it kind of like goes in phases too. You remember how at the beginning of the pandemic, there were certain people like around you that would always seem to get hit harder. Mm -hmm. And it usually tended to be people with like the cardinal signs. And it was like Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn. Like they were kind of like all, they were the ones like feeling all the hard, heavy hitting stuff. It, it's, it, it goes in phases like that. You know, because as these slower planets like Saturn and Jupiter move into different signs, all the other planets that start aspecting them in accordance to those signs will start feeling those things a little bit harsher. Or I'm going to just interrupt you yeah. really quick for something like completely off topic of what yeah. you're talking about. I am not on drugs. I'm going to start with that and open with that one. I can totally see your aura right now. Oh my god! Like that's it's really rare that that happens with me, like on just like on accident. But it's just like not just you; it's like everything around you. I feel like you just kind of lit up this corner. Oh wow! You know what? I I bet you it's this like stregotonic that's making <laughs> it happen. It's like activating. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty cool, and it's like you've got like blues and yellows in there. It's like what wow. I'm seeing. I'm just like whoa, but. I can see like you and I can even see like because you know, things have auras yeah. too, you know, oh, yeah, so absolutely. I can see the aura of like the chair and the mm -hmm. candle holder behind you anyway. But I know it's like you just kind of like lit up that corner. So I just wanted to share that oh, uh, audience. She's high. I okay. am not. I'm <laughs> I wish sometimes that I could say that and use that as my excuse because sometimes I just do some really dumb <laughs> shit I'm like I wish I could just say that I'm stoned right now but I'm not yeah. I can't even like use that excuse I just have to own it yeah and I, I love hearing reports like that like even when they're random because like you both know like I mean we're all pretty psychic but like that's not where my ability is is seeing like I don't have that clairvoyance mm -hmm. you know so it's like I've never seen an aura I wish I could but I can't you know what I mean it's I've just I've seen it's a not, few I've seen a few yeah. Yeah. Like. Anyway, that's I just need me. to like look into like actually what they mean and stuff. Cause I mean, I if I try and really focus on it, I mm -hmm. can see people's auras. But on occasion, like this is rare. Like I'll just see it without meaning to. Mm. But I've never really thought much about what they mean, so I can't actually tell you what it is. So I should. Look well, them yellows. Up. I mean, I don't know. I think yellows and blues. Blues are like calming, and yellows are like that sun energy. That's what the way I would mm. take it. And of course, there's like different perspectives too, yeah. you know, as far as how you would perceive or associate or correspond color to meaning or symbolism, you right, know? I right. mean, you could always go with, you know, the perspective of like the chakras, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And use those correspondences, but then there are also, you know, planetary correspondences. Planetary correspondences, but even like if we go more in the, I hate to say this, but quote unquote woo woo direction too, you know, and you start talking about energy as fields, and then people 
typically seeing like let's say the emotional body is like pink or like the mental body you know like all the different bodies that we have yes Mm -hmm. um astral body etheric body like people report that they typically see that as a specific color sometimes i've heard that interesting okay but i mean i don't know um i mean there's i think there's just different perceptions on how you could correspond those colors so it's just i think a matter of picking the one that resonates with you (laughs) yeah I would like to have an aura photographer come into the store. I think that'd be super cool. Right? If we could find one. (laughs) Yeah. I I know that there's one somewhere, like, in the... Maybe it's in Pasadena. I don't know. We're going to have to figure out where we can find that, and I think we're going to take, like, a field trip. Yeah, I think that'd be a good field trip. I think that'll be fun. Yes. Okay. Now... Take it away, Sorry. Okay. What's up? All right. So, June 2022. (laughs) <laughs> like I was saying before, it's um, it's definitely about a month that is about slowing down and like kind of getting a good feel and a good grasp for, you know, who you are, where you're going, where you're at. You know what I mean? <clears throat> we had this previous month where the energy was so dynamic and forward moving that sometimes we forgot to step on the brakes a little bit you know to kind of either smell the roses or actually just ground you know and um so that's something that will you'll definitely at least on an energetic level start to feel throughout this month and hopefully if you lean into that slow down like you'll actually be able to breathe (laughs) you know and kind of get a good grasp of you know what um uh what you you know your environment everything you just get a good grasp for everything um i don't know what i was trying to say but (laughs) uh but but definitely yeah i would say that um as this month is starting out there's some stuff from the previous month that is still kind of playing into how this month begins and one of those transits being this conjunction between mars and um jupiter so what we kind of missed in may was that uh, Jupiter ingressed, meaning it transitioned into the next sign. It went from Pisces to Aries. And Jupiter doesn't hate being in that sign, but he's definitely so much more dynamic and energetic in that sign. So if you think of expansion being colored by this Aries energy, Mm. right, which is all about that forward movement and, like, acting upon what you will, you know, uh, despite what gets in the way, you know, it's just about... We're gonna we're gonna get to the goal, and we're gonna doesn't matter what else happens in the periphery. We'll just get there, and conjoined with Mars, and that's his sign, you know. So it's it's all about battle plan and action. Oh boy, you know. So that's kind of where May kind of took us on this ride in um, at the end of it, and that's why I think there was a lot of like weird, crazy stuff happening because. You know those energies together just mars and jupiter together almost encourages a lot of bravery you know so if the things that you didn't think that you'd ever do it's like you know what take my shot and i'm gonna just do it <laughs> i don't care what happens you know but with that being said that also leads people to leaping before they actually look I was going to say, does that, you like, know, encourage recklessness, too? It can. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, you know, that's that's part of what happens. And whether it's you being cautious or 
not, you know, it that's just how it's going to hit. And I think that's why this retrograde was especially crazy for a lot of people because there's a lot of, like, stupid stuff happening. Yeah. And there, it's a lot of, like, aftermath or things that you have to deal with. But everything still felt forward-moving. But there were a lot of, like, weird obstacles, conflicts, you know. And it was just, like, you felt the steps being taken. But there was a lot of, man, I have to deal with this now. You know what I mean? That energy. So that's kind of how we're starting this month mm. of June is the residual of that because um, the end of May had the exact conjunction and now the those two planets are starting to separate from each other. So there's still a little bit of that, you know, clutch to that energy, but it's going to diminish um, the further we get into the month. So, but that's kind of where we're at at the beginning so one of the main things uh at the beginning of may between the third and the fourth uh, oh sorry of june because <laughs> we're in june uh i'm sorry about that uh but the third and the fourth of june we have two interesting events happening the third of june we have mercury stationing direct so he's ending the retrograde but the next day, Saturn begins his retrograde. So, and this is an interesting dynamic because where they are in the chart, they're um, actually creating a square. And anytime you have a square aspect, there's tension or there's conflict. So when we talk about this idea at the beginning of the month where Mercury's still retrograding and then all of a sudden shifts gears suddenly and starts going direct, but then you have Saturn being the opposite, going direct and then shifting gears and going retrograde. There's this interesting dynamic that happens in that square because you have Mercury that's all about communication or even the way that you express yourself or how you master your skills. And then you have um, Saturn who's all about putting those boundaries up, putting those guards up looking before you leap and being practical right so you go from mercury being like oh you know let's let's be more receptive about like the information we've taken and yeah now let's let's move forward with all the things we were thinking about and reevaluating and then at the same time you had saturn who was just like oh no 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 we can't do this we can't do that and then is now going back and reneging and being like Oh, um, yeah, about those boundaries, maybe we can let a little bit loose on this or this or this. Let's think about, like, when, when we say no to things, you know? So it, you kind of have this shift in dynamic where um, even moving forward with that um, Jupiter-Mars energy that I was talking about at the beginning and how that causes bravery, now it's like all the things that you were evaluating before, you're thinking, oh, now let's actually move forward with what we were thinking about because we're not going to be as reserved because Saturn is going backwards now. That reminds me of whenever anything... Whoop, well, someone's dropping things. Whenever anything cool comes into the store and you're like, get it. Get it. So that's, <laughs> we're going to have one of those those moments. It's going to be one of those. But, you know, I'm not going to say that this is going to be like the third and the fourth. Bam, it's going to be a sudden change. There's always going to be a transition to things. So, But this is the energy that we're kind of moving with. Because remember, Saturn is a slow-moving planet. So when he goes into retrograde, it's more than just a few weeks. It's like months. 
you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is a lot. And you know, the thing is, I'm going to say, when it comes to even Jupiter or Saturn going retrograde, these planets move so slowly and are pretty much retrograde for most of the year or like a good chunk of the year. Mm-hmm. that it almost has a, doesn't feel like they're really having that big an effect. You know, on things, not as is much it as because it's like subtle versus mm-hmm. since Mercury moves so fast, it's like wham. Yeah, it, okay. exactly. The the planets that move the fastest, you know, like Mercury or Venus, it's like you really feel the effect of that change. Yeah, you know, um, but the slower planets, like, eh, you know, it's there. It's not that huge, but there is still like a subtle shift. You know, you might find the energy being a little bit more forgiving when it comes to getting your way because you know there's not as much of a wall up when Saturn goes retrograde you know those the other planet retrogrades have shadows too yeah because I feel like I only really hear about I mean granted I think one of the only retrogrades you ever really hear about is Mercury but like Mm -hmm. I feel like I hear about that shadow a lot yeah how long does like the other planet shadows like last like what what can we kind of expect from so something like that basically what the shadow is okay so um for those of you listening at home i'm sorry that i don't have like you know a way to demonstrate this for you but if you imagine a planet linearly moving in one direction right and then it starts moving backward on the same line and then it moves forward again, right? That point, that chunk where um, from beginning to end of the retrograde motion, that full extent of, you know, length of time and space is the shadow. Does that make sense? So the shadows actually last just as long before and after the retrograde. So if Mercury goes into a retrograde and stays retrograded, for like about two and a half weeks, the shadow starts two and a half weeks before, and there's a shadow two weeks, two and a half weeks after. Does that make sense? Yeah, I try really hard to not always pay attention to the shadows, mm-hmm. so I can help it because I feel like if you pay attention to the shadows too, it's almost like life's always in retrograde. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, but you know, the the shadow kind of just marks like you know if you're super sensitive or perceptive to these energies you just might feel it sooner than most people Mm -hmm. or you might start perceiving it a little bit sooner than most people or in the after shadow Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you might get the residual of it during that time i feel my personal experience with that is either i feel the shadows Mm -hmm. Or I'll feel the retrograde itself. One of the yeah. two, and it always exactly. it kind of depends on which one. Like for this particular retrograde, I'm feeling the retrograde. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know? But like sometimes it's the sh- I I think I'd rather feel the retrograde than the shadow because at least the retrograde is only one. The shadows like you feel both, and that's not yeah. fun. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily always you feel both shadows. Sometimes it's just the pre-shadow or the after shadow. That's true. You know, or post-shadow, I should say. Um, but it's going to be different for everyone. And also remember, like, how you experience all of these celestial events really kind of depends on where planets are placed in your natal chart. You know, that's really what's going to be telling of, you know, when it's going to hit you hard or when it's going to really, I don't know, bless you. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, uh, the June 3rd to the 4th, there is going to be that shift where 
communication and the way we express ourselves, you know, and how cautious we are with our choices and our actions will kind of start to take a turn and there's going to be a lot of um, energetic reevaluation of that. But definitely because um, we s we're starting out with Mercury and Taurus going direct in Taurus um, in like the next week we're going to be ingressing into Gemini which is the sign that he rules so and that is particularly important because when the planets enter signs that they rule then they can really do their job and when they can do their job that makes us really happy people because we can actually feel like we're doing what we're meant to be doing <laughs> when it comes to those significations and in the aspect of communication or traveling or like education learning uh mastery of a skill or just performance of a skill we the energy or the dynamic is going to be there for us to be on our game so we love when mercury is in gemini we love when mercury is in virgo because those are the signs where he rules right mm -hmm. you know what i mean so um and so this this is the month of gemini you know so happy birthday to all you gemini's um out there uh june is mostly your month <laughs> yes, it is. happy birthday gemini's yes yes um and gemini is actually like it's it's a pretty cool sign um i know there's a lot of people that will have feelings about that one way or another uh, but you know just to kind of recap on what that energy is gemini is a it's an air sign you know a lot of people like to say they're airheads <laughs> you know uh, but definitely it's an air sign and what that means is uh, all the air signs Gemini Libra Aquarius they are signs that uh, really feel their comfort in logical reasoning so if it makes sense it makes sense you know if it's logical it makes sense so they're very much like a strong capacity for like uh, uh, mental sort of intellectual um, stimulation stimulation stuff like that finding my words today so but um, but yeah but as an air sign though if you're looking into what makes up the air sign classically it you know I don't know if you know, but you know, so we have earth, air, fire, water, but do you know the primary elements mm. that even go beyond that? No. Okay, so it is said in like classical thought that the entire universe is made out of these primordial elements and they are hot, cold, dry, and wet. Oh, cool. And combinations of those uh, primary elements make up the elements that we know so water is cold and wet fire is hot and dry earth is cold and dry and air is hot and wet and the reason why that's important is because these air is hot and wet air is hot and wet because there's like a moistness in the air you know what i mean because it's like oh, your breath okay. right. you know what i mean so but it's hot because anything that's hot has this ability to rise anything that's cold sinks right um so physically that's what it's like but when we're talking about symbolism things that are hot and wet you know heat 
carries this energy or this dynamic of like extroversion it's very dynamic it's very active energy and um wetness or moistness as some people um term it or define it is all about creating ease and inclusion because water brings things together things mix and intermingle in water but dryness separates things you know so when you think of fire being just as an example hot and dry it's very dynamic but it separates things and when you separate things that's how conflicts start you know what i mean but air is something that is very dynamic but it brings things together it's inclusive so that is the energy of air so when you think about gemini or any of these um, air signs libra and aquarius what they all have in common is if they're hot and they're wet they're very dynamic energies that bring things together which is why they tend to be very social signs you know it's all about like being in these social situations connecting networking on all the different kind of levels but also thoughts and mental capacity uh mental richness is what can also connect people together if we can all think alike then we can do great things you know what i mean mm -hmm. so gemini is definitely an air sign in that sense but it's also a mutable sign mutable meaning that it has the ability to adapt and change and be flexible um, so we have three different modes we have the cardinal signs the fixed signs and the mutable signs cardinal signs are good at starting things fixed signs are good at keeping things together and maintaining energy but the fixed signs are really good at adapting and creating change so that we can start fixed or mutable mutable okay so i'm sorry if i said fixed. it's all good yeah sorry but yeah the mutable signs are good at adapting and creating change or putting things in a state of flux so things can change end and start again with the cardinal sign you know what i mean so with that being said when you're talking about air this i this ability to have like dynamic sort of uh networking like prowess you know but then we're in a place where we're ending things you know or we're, we're working with that energy of completion then gemini then is a sign that's all about options thinking about all of the things that could be all of the possibilities that exist and that are available and reaching out for it and creating that creating that change and pushing towards an evolution to the next cycle so when we talk about Gemini, I know there's a lot of memes out there that will say that Gemini is two-faced, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or that Gemini is like, you know, uh, what, what's another one? That two different like personalities. Two different personalities yeah. that, you know, and it's not necessarily, I mean, there is that aspect of that, but we'll get into that later. Um, but you know, it, when I think of oh, Geminis, yeah. I th like just based off of the Geminis that I know, mm -hmm. I don't want to say that they're, that they're two-faced because I don't really, like, feel like I've experienced that. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's different. It depends on what's in their chart. I feel like they have a flair for drama, mm -hmm. that they get caught up in things. But that just reminds me of an air sign, just like a feather. You get swept up really right. easy. But you know what I will say is if I ever have a chance to go, like, party with a Gemini or go on a vacation with a Gemini, I will totally do it because they are fun as fuck. They yeah. are always so much fun. I find that the Gemini women talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true, that's, right? I mean, like, um, yeah, definitely all those experiences exist in the spectrum of Gemini, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's definitely true. Those are all, like, very socially connecting experiences, you know? And my experience of Gemini, too, is that, you know, that energy is so stimulating, you know, just the energy of Gemini is so stimulating that, like, and when we're talking about this idea, the energy of, like, being adaptable and, like, being able to complete something so you can transition to the next thing and stuff like that, to me, it's this idea of being able to see far into the, uh, see far into the future, um, get a good understanding of all of the options that are available to you and being able to just pick the one that will be the catalyst for the next change. And I feel like sometimes that's where Geminis get that stigma is because there's this energy of, yeah, you know, I know what all the options are and I'm going to make a decision and I'm sorry that I was five steps ahead, but I'm going to go ahead and jump because I saw, you know. And that's where sometimes I think people say that they're like flip-floppy or like wishy-washy. And it's, it's not that they are, it's just they don't have time to communicate their actions <laughs> before they make them, you know? I don't know if I've heard that Gemini's so. are wishy-washy. I felt like I've that's a Libra thing. Like you hear that they're mm -hmm. stereotyped with that a lot. Yeah, yeah and, and that that is a thing too, you know. Where, I mean, I think with like all the air signs, to be honest, there's the, there's an element of that for sure. As an air um, sign, I will say, I feel like we do do flip-flop, and we can be a little flaky. And scattered, yeah. and, like, airheaded, and, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, like, you have to have something really, like, earthy in your chart to ground yourself, like, mm -hmm. when you're down. If you have, like, a like a prominent air placement, yeah. I mean, I'm no space daddy. I don't know what a yeah. chart really says, but that's how I feel about it. Because, like, as an Aquarius, I feel like I get really, like, yeah, I'm an airhead. I can float off to outer space really easy, but I have enough Capricorn in my chart that I think, yeah. like, it keeps me sane. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always something that will balance you out in your chart, you know, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I definitely can say, like, even though I my son is a fire sign, like, there's a big chunk of my chart that is air. So, I like, my moon is in Gemini, my... Uh, uh, my, my Saturn and I have a bunch of other planets in Libra I have Aquarius rising you know what I mean so I have a lot of air so there's a lot of times where I definitely display and express this like airheadedness that we're talking about yeah. um, but anyway I regardless of you know what our experiences are with this you know energy I still think like Gemini is a very cool one because it is like you said they are like very fun very it's a very creative energy because it's so dynamic because it is adaptable and flexible it's i mean that's like party energy right you know it's very go with the flow but it's also very much you know we're gonna move forward at the same time and move into the next you know so uh air signs also have this amazing ability to detach <laughs> from things you know and and you know, which is the opposite of Earth. Earth is all about being able to clutch on and hold on to, like, even if it's a thought or an emotion, you know, because it's about form and matter, you know. So if it feels right, it, you know, it's going to make sense to you. But if it's logical, it's going to make sense if you, you know, dig it or something. So anyway, uh, the, the archetype or the energy of Gemini also, like, 
can be traced on its mythology too, you know. So, uh, story time. Yeah. So, so Gemini actually comes from the Latin word, which means twins, and that's why it's always depicted as being twins. But who are these twins? You know that we all see them as. You know, um, in every glyph of Gemini, and um, there are different perspectives on who these twins are just depending on who's telling the story but the most common and the one that i like the most and it's pretty much the only one i know <laughs> i've heard of the other ones but i can't remember names because you know <laughs> anyway but the one that i know is that the twins are castor and pollux and if you're actually looking at the constellation the two brightest stars in that constellation are castor and pollux you know what i mean so, but Castor and Pollux um, have an interesting origin story. So, it starts off with their mom. Her name is Leda. And she is actually the queen of Sparta. And married to the king of Sparta, obviously. Um, but very pretty. And, of course, who's going to come by but Zeus? <laughs> and thinks she's, like, super hot and decides to get with her um, by transforming himself into a swan and, you know, canoodling with her and gets her pregnant. Ooh. Right? What if with all of these fucking deities, you're like, I'm just going to turn They're myself into an animal and get rapey. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I don't know, but that's how, how they always start, isn't it? Like, <laughs> we're just getting used to it now. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, um, so Zeus comes to uh, comes to Leda and um, impregnates her, but he literally that same night, as soon as he leaves, the king of Sparta gets canoodly with her and impregnates her at the same time. So when she gives birth, she gives birth to Pollux and Castor, but they have different fathers. So are they really twins? The thing is, they're kittens. They're kittens. <laughs> you know, so so that's that's where, you know, there's debate. Are they really twins because they have different fathers, but they are identical in their appearance. So people associate them as twins. But Castor is the one uh, who came from the king, and Pollux is the one who's, uh, whose father is Zeus. So one of them is mortal, one of them is immortal. But as they grow up, they become like the best of friends. They're practically inseparable and attached at the hip, and they do everything together. And they actually go on many adventures. They become part of the um, uh, uh, the crew for the Argonaut, you know. So they they go with Jason to like get the Golden Fleece, you know. They also have a big part to play in like the Trojan War. You know, because as it turns out, Leda not only gave birth to this set of twins, Castor and Pollux, but also gave birth to another famous set of twins, um, uh, Clytemnestra, so a female twins, Clytemnestra and Helen of Troy. So oh. Helen of Troy is actually their sister. Gotcha, okay. Um, and uh, anyway, and who knew she was a twin? <laughs> <laughs> right? <clears throat> Why didn't they want Clytemnestra anyway? <laughs> anyway, so... Um, it's just an interesting thing So uh, about that whole dynamic of like twins. It, like, I guess it runs in the family. But they go on many adventures together. They become heroes, and they become really well-known and renowned within Sparta and, like, you know, the neighboring 
countries, cities, city countries, counties, whatever they call them, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, to the point where like people pretty much have normalized them now because they're like, oh, so amazing, you know, kind of like Hercules. Mm-hmm. Well, Hercules kind of started out demigod before he reached full god status and got all the accolades. So they were kind of in the same boat. But what had happened was um, at one point, and of course, you know, it always ends up being overlooked that tragedy strikes, right? So the twins fall in love with this other set of twins, or sisters, I should say. But the, these sisters are already betrothed to other people, so what they decide to do is they try to abduct them and take them as their wives. Oh, my God. But, like, what, what happens is, you know, people find out, and they're actually not successful in their attempt, and Castor, the mortal one, gets struck with a mortal blow. And Pollux is like, oh, my gosh, my twin brother, I can't. I can't live without him, kind of a thing. So he reaches out to Zeus and is like, can you please make him immortal, please? And he's like, only if you share your immortality with him, but this is what we can do. If you want him to live forever with you, we will put you in the stars and you will forever be with him. So that's how the constellation of Gemini came to be. That's actually kind of sweet, though. Yeah. You know? That's actually kind of, like, sweet. Like, it's a big sacrifice, but I feel like that's, like, I think maybe the truest form of love i've heard of so far with some of this mythology yeah and it's it's actually it's pretty cute and but you know even just with that energy like this is a this is a an amazing duo that is always like very active and very forward moving but they were always and part of their um heroic stories is you know in every battle that they were part of almost the reason why you know other heroes would survive is because they would step in and kind of like be able to like fend off the beast or like you know they'd be able to like work their magic together you know and like save the day so um even though other people would take the credit for it because they initiated the journey they were always part of the journey and helped you know what i mean so they were basically part of the completion of a story you know so even just the energy and the dynamic of Gemini follows their journey and their mythology, which is pretty cool, you know, from beginning to end. And so I like that one. Yeah, you know? I like that one. Yeah, that's cool. It's actually very That special. mythology does make me as angry as the Aries mythology oh, did. Oh, I know, right? That I was really upset with that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did try to abduct some women, but... I mean, yeah, I, I like how I just totally skipped over that part. Like, <laughs> but, you I know, mean, they're kind of douchebags, too. But, I mean, one of them, like, was Zeus's son. What did you expect? He's yeah. going to rub off, right? Yeah, right, maybe. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, but then there are other, you know, like I said, stories where they say that the, that the Gemini constellation is actually one of them is Apollo. The other one is Hercules. Okay. Which doesn't make sense because Hercules also has his own constellation in the sky. I don't know. But uh, but that's another popular version of where that constellation comes from. Yeah, every time I hear of Hercules, I just think of, like, the Disney version. <laughs> like, that's how I see Hercules. Yeah. Like, in cartoon form and everything. I'm like, like a dumb jock. Yeah, there's also... Yeah. <laughs> and then there's also another version that actually comes from uh, Babylon. Or Babylonia? Babylon. Where... Um, the two different stars, and I, I'm not even going to try to like pronounce these names, but basically one of the names of the stars 
means the mighty one and then the other one means the one who had arisen from the underworld but basically what these two names that i can't pronounce and won't try <laughs> are basically different titles for an underworld god um interesting yeah, okay so, which is really interesting and you know be, and that also ties into who rules gemini as well and the who's the planet that rules gemini Mercury. Mercury and Mercury, as we all know, is not just a messenger of the gods, but he's also a cyclopunk god. You know, so there's a lot of tie-in to Gemini. And actually, this is another thing that uh, maybe that flip-floppiness, that two-facedness, or whatever, can kind of be attributed to. Did you know that Gemini, as well as maybe not as much Virgo, but definitely with Gemini, uh, actually changes based off of where Mercury is in the chart? What do you mean changes? Like, like a date? No, like the dynamic of the energy of mm. uh, Gemini changes. So when you're looking at astrology, at least from a classical sense, we know that the sign is, you know, whether it's Gemini or Cancer or Leo or you know, whatever the sign is, they are the how planets are going to do whatever their job is. So we know like Gemini's job is to communicate and express. And if he's in Gemini, he's going to communicate and express things in a Gemini way. But that Gemini way is going to change in dynamic, meaning it could be more exertive and assertive versus more passive or, you know, receptive, depending on where Mercury is in the chart. Because when you look at all the planets, you can say that if we're talking about energetic gender, right, masculine and feminine, masculine meaning like dynamic and extroverted, feminine meaning more receptive or like passive energy right um if we're looking at venus or the moon they are very much feminine gendered in terms of that energy mars and the sun are very masculine but mercury is the one planet that is androgynous or even hermaphroditic and so like and you will know which one he is based off of if he's a morning star or an evening star. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Got so, it. So basically, what a morning star is, any planet can be a morning star or an evening star. But if you're waking up at the butt crack of dawn and you look up into the eastern horizon and if you can see a really bright star that happens to be a planet and it's rising just before the sun is rising over the horizon, that's a morning star. And if at nighttime or toward night at dusk, if you see the sun start to set and then you see a star on the horizon before the night, before the night completely sets in, that's the evening star. So basically, if Mercury is a morning star, he's going to Gemini in the chart, wherever it is, is going to have more of a masculine energy. But if in the chart Mercury is an evening star, he's going to have more passive energy. That's really That's interesting. interesting. But you also just told me about night charts and day charts, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean, you know what? With astrology, though, there's so many layers to oh it. Oh, my there God. Are yes. so many Can layers. I just say, I have no idea why my Alexa just turned on in the middle of you explaining that. Oh. I was wondering what that, like, I heard, like, a beep oh, in the no. headphones. I was like, what was that? And it's just over there pulsing and listening to us. <laughs> anyway that's that's all just kind of food for thought but it's pretty cool knowing that anyway i digress that is really cool i like that one so back to june okay <laughs> uh 
uh, middle of the month, June 14th, we have something fun coming up. We have a full moon All coming right. up on the 14th of June. And this one particularly is pretty cool because it's a full moon in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a really fun dynamic energy but it's also very expansive because it's ruled by Jupiter and stuff like that so this is a full moon where if you're looking to you know expand your horizons whether that's through learning something new or really cultivating your spirituality or you know whatever it is it's a very motivating energy you know if you want to throw a party that's a good time to throw a party if you want to you know uh, create an opportunity for a good surprise that would be the night you know what I mean so it's it's a very fun dynamic energy that's very optimistic and fun so I love a full moon in Sagittarius cool right on okay that'll yeah. be fun I feel like that's gonna be a nice kind of like reprieve yeah right it sounds like it anyway mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so and you know and as we know with witchy people like full moons can be good for one of two things just depending on your your perspective like some people like using it for manifesting things and some people like using it for reflection mm -hmm. you know what i mean so really up to you um it's i think it's a it's a very light-hearted full moon and it's it's a nice change from all like the heavy really deep moons that you could be working with you know yeah so so there is that uh, and then as we uh, move forward into the rest of the month, you know, we have like um, some interesting square aspects happening. Remember when I say squares, that means tensions and conflicts. We have the sun and Gemini squaring Neptune and Pisces. And then on the 18th, we'll also have Venus and Taurus squaring Saturn. And this is where we go back to that theme of people with fixed signs getting it you know in not a great way so basically what all of this stuff means is um that time just after the full moon we're gonna hit this place energetically where you know the vision for where we see ourselves going you know along the trajectory of toward our destiny right in alignment with our hopes and our dreams and what we want for ourselves might take a turn in the sense that we'll be reevaluating it or at least the energy will be there for that um, but also just the things that we value as far as how we set up boundaries around that and how we set up um, you know limitations and restrictions or even just the manner in which we slow the roll <laughs> you know what I mean um, that will definitely take um, not at all, but that'll definitely be an energy that is more apparent. So this idea of values becoming more intellectual or having the opportunity to use creative thinking for um, our you know, conflict resolution or problem solving will definitely be there, but it's still very forward moving. It's just now energetically we're coming into a time and a space where we're really starting to think about the practical aspects of how we're moving forward. So before in late in the previous months we were thinking we were talking about what is it that we want to do with our lives? What are the good choices that we can actually make? And the last month was all about putting those into action, getting in trouble with it, but now we're in the point where we're reevaluating 
those choices. So it's a constant, you know, back and forth between what we want to do and how practical is it, right, with those changes. So, and uh, basically just after the full moon between the 16th through the 20th, that's what the energy is going to be. You know, the things that we value, we're going to be in that state of flux where we're reevaluating those choices or the choices that we can foresee uh, making for ourselves, uh, which is really good in the sense that if we lean into it by the end of the month, June 28th, um, we have a new moon in Cancer, and the Sun by that point will, ha all ha will have already ingressed into Cancer, which is the next phase, the next season, you know. So Gemini ends the whole phase and dynamic energy of spring, and then the Sun moves into summer on Lutha, mm -hmm. midsummer on the 24th. First, I believe it is, mm -hmm. um, of June, and that's when the that Cancerian energy starts, you know, and that is a very forward-moving energy as well. Even though it's a water sign, you know, it's all about being <coughs> able to find your emotional depth and move forward with what you feel into the summer, and that's what the summer is all about, right? It's all about the good vibe, the good feel. You know what I mean? And that's 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 what that Cancerian <coughs> energy is about. So being able to move into this hazy, lazy, hot summertime, you know. With I've never the, understood how people can say the word summer and smile the way you just did. <laughs> okay. Too hot. It is really hot. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I like the concept of, the, of summer. But I also think, you know, it might be, I mean, you know, a locational or environment thing. I think like yeah. other parts of the world where they have snow summer is actually like in the eighties. But for us in California, it's like in the hundred twenties, mm -hmm. yeah. which is kind of like I think too much. It's too nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it's, it's different, but at least it's dry during that time. Like that's, I mean, maybe that's just me being like, you know, LA born and raised you right? know, person yeah. like humidity is like not wanting yeah, I don't think it's anybody's jam. <laughs> but no, some people like the humidity. Some people like some people. I, I like humidity. I don't mind it, but I don't think I've ever experienced like hot, hot humidity. I've experienced like same. warm humidity. Yeah, and I'm cool with that. Same. But yeah. if it was like 110 and humid, I don't know how I feel about that at all. I, you know, I don't either, and I haven't been in something like that. But I have been, you know, to the south. I've been to New Orleans. I've been to Florida, and let me just say, my skin has never looked better. Thank you, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think my skin was honestly made for tropical weather. I yeah. mean, considering I'm also Asian, so. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think just genetics and whatnot played into that, but I trust me. I think that's me. why I like the humidity so much, <laughs> so though, because, like, I'm an islander. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah, that's right. You're an islander, too, mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's just, like, I don't mind it. I like the way it feels. I'm like, well, this is kind of what I was built for, though, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think there's that, but, you know. Humidity As sucks. desert people born and raised, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's an adjustment for us. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, um, the month, you know, June 28th, um, pretty much wraps up the energy of the month with that new moon. We get a new beginning at the end of this month. 
being able to take everything that we've experienced in the spring, really reflect on it, and move forward with the summertime vibe. You know what I mean? I like that. Sounds good. Yeah, I like it. So, I mean, this month so far, like, you know, if we're going to recap, like, I mean, there's very much a lot of slowdown movement, a lot of, okay, slow the roll, and let's just kind of stop to smell the roses and think about things, because we had this really dynamic push in May, Let's learn from that. How do we want to move forward the rest of this month? You know, so this is mostly like very neutral, slow down month, at least energetically. I can't promise that things won't get crazy because if, you know, they say that however, you know, your month ends, that's how the next month is going to start for you. So if you've got a whole lot of crazy going on at the end of May, or you have a lot of crazy going on at the end of May, that's going to ride into basically the middle for you. I need everyone to just not talk to me and to chill the fuck out for the next couple days. Basically. And (laughs) basically the the beginning of the month if if that is you and this retrograde was crazy for you or you've had a lot of those like fixed sign square aspects really hitting you hard, you know, I think it would be safe to say you can expect that to roll over into this month. So this might not be an easy month, a neutral month for some of you. Okay? So and there's always a transition like that, you know. That's how transitions are. It's never just like an abrupt change. For yeah. most people, there's always like a slowdown. But at least this month, for everyone generally, is a slowdown month, you know. So this is the month to do your best to try to catch that breath, to try to breathe, you know. So if there's a theme for this month, breathe. Just I think my cat just let himself into the room. Oh my god. Back to the back. I'm like, hey, Jack, there he is. Hi, Sam. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how he managed to open the door, but. Yeah, that's he did. crazy. That that's was I mean, cool, he's though. talented. Poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's marking me. <laughs> Great. Oh, there you go. He's like, hey, friends, how's it going? Good. Yeah. Can I go talk right to the giraffe? I love this cat. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's that's me. What do you think? I, I like think it's it. okay. I, I can I can get behind that. Just yeah. like try and take it easy mm-hmm. and just be chill. Yeah, especially after what you went through from the last month. Yeah, I really had a crazy May. But you know what I will say is, you know, we've all told people this, like, you have to slow down or, like, the universe puts you down. Mm-hmm. I right. feel like I got put down mm-hmm. this month. But I finally, like, messaged, received, and um, it was actually nice that like just during my time where I had to take it easy and I was kind of stuck on the couch I took advantage and it was like I watched Netflix and I cuddled with the baby and that's mm-hmm. all I did and that's all I worried about which felt really good because I don't think I do that very often and now Stranger Things is out so yeah. I will definitely be sitting <laughs> myself on this couch watching Stranger Things oh that's like so like you know I got stuff going actually on. Netflix is yeah yeah like real chill like don't don't touch me or just watch the fucking screen yeah <laughs> smoke your mouth thank you so much for thank taking you, the time yes. to do this and honestly like you've had so much changes you are so busy so the fact that you are yeah. here and that you are doing yeah. this with us it means so much we love you Only and thank me, you so you know, much too. so I mean thank you for the friendship and thanks for the opportunity to actually get my stuff together and do my craft you know because i feel like sometimes we get so busy we forget like about the stuff that got us to where we are you Mm -hmm. know so this this was nice to be able to do a 
Cool. Do you have anything going on in the coming month or so that you want to tell our listeners about? Any classes? Any anything oh, exciting? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I do teach at the Glee Man store, and um, I am um, thinking at the end of June. You know, <laughs> with that new moon, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and extend uh, my shamanism class that actually just ended a couple weeks ago, but. I'm going to do an extension for it that is going to be completely in person. Oh, nice. So oh, for cool. those of you that are local, um, yeah, because I want to I wanna be able to teach the stuff. If, I know, I know. The there's nothing like face-to-face. Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, there's the stuff about shamanism that you can't really teach over Zoom. You know, it's yeah. like, how do you teach shamanic healing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. in that um, format. But So I want to try to be able to do that. And then definitely in the coming months, you know, keep your eyes peeled for other events and classes that I center um, through the Glee Man. I'm definitely going to start my astrology classes uh, either mid or late summer so that's definitely coming up as well. And just while we're talking about classes real quick I'm going to go ahead and plug me and Monica because we actually both have series coming up in June too so I have an elemental magic class that will be starting June 18th, and it's going to be a four-week class. Each week, we're going to cover a different element, and we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff when it comes to this, from, like, different spells and path workings that you can do with each element to get to know them, to, um, like, knowing what your native element versus your shadow element is, and all sorts of stuff. So we're going to kind of get into depth with that. Monica, what you got going on? I'm going to be doing a Wicca 101 class starting on the 11th of June. And we're going to be covering all the aspects of Wicca and the deities and the paths and how to do construct a ritual. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And it's going to be hybrid. It's going to be in person as well as Zoom. Yes, mine That's is going to be cool. hybrid as well. <gasps> so, thing that we have to specify now. Yes. Yeah. This will be my first in-person Me too. since COVID. So, yeah. this will be cool. Yes. That's cool. It yeah. is cool. Yeah. Um, so that's what I got going on. So, yeah. I love how the cat just came in and just kind of like made everyone his bitch. He just made his rounds and I think he's getting ready to leave again. Yeah, yeah. and now the dogs are coming in. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Mind you. Mind you. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, Jarell, who are you shouting out to today? Oh, God. Um, I guess just, you know, generally the Glee Man family. They, I love how, you know, our tight little crew of like staff and you know, everyone that's connected to us, our community, like just all of you guys are really banding together through all of these hard times and yes. inspiring each other, I think is really amazing. Important. Yeah, and it's important too. You know, it really is. And I I feel so great to be back at Green Man. You know, I've always been a reader there and I, I used to be a staff member and I just got back to working like as a staff member and it kind of was just something when I, the opportunity came up, I was like, man, you know, I do kind of miss this and I need something to get me out of the house and, right. you know, let me just be myself for a little bit and separate from being mommy, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it feels really good. It feels really good. I, I forgot how great it does feel to like have my community there, mm-hmm. like consistently, if you know what I mean, right? I know I have my days with you guys, so it's been great. Yeah. yeah. My shout out is to Spencer. I, we all actually met yeah. him today at Green Man. Um, I saw him by the apothecary, and he was wearing this lemon shirt. You know, <laughs> lemon is an Astraga thing, and I love lemon. <laughs> so I was like, I love that shirt. And he's like, I found the podcast, and I decided to come and check out Green Man and see see if you were here. And 
it's not a day that I'm regularly at the store. Yeah. And it's me neither. A work, yeah. And he got it. All three of us. So yeah, Spencer, that was it. Yeah, it's my shout out too. Yep. Thank you oh. so much for coming out and checking out the store and meeting us. And I felt like that was just so cool because you you did you got like the three like three of the main components of yeah. wine spirits and witches and two of us aren't normally there so that was awesome yeah, yeah was that awesome worked. to meet you you're really nice so. yeah it was really good good to see someone one of our listeners and meet them i love meeting our listeners so that has been a really cool thing about being back at green man too is because a lot of them that are local will come into the store whether they came before or discovered the store through the podcast and they come in and that's been really exciting yeah too. that is exciting <laughs> yeah. yeah very exciting so really cool. awesome. Well, I hope I hope everyone has a good June. I hope you have a mellow June. I hope you make good life choices. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And if you can't make good life choices, make fun life choices. Yeah. Or be good at it. Yeah, be good <laughs> at it. There you go. I'm into it. Cheers, everyone. Jarrell, once again, thank, thank you. you so thank much. you so much. See you all next time. We will see you guys next time. Merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry meet again. again.